Hello and welcome to Employee Experience Labs podcast, a new podcast series from Employee Experience Labs, where we will speak with various experts, practitioners, and fellow colleagues in the employee experience and HR shared services space. Today, I will be speaking with Pablo Rivera, Vice President Global Digital Workspace at Fresenius Digital Technology. Fresenius Digital Technology is a subdivision of the medical company Fresenius. With Pablo, we will be talking about the digital workplace, especially when it comes to manufacturing or field sales employees, as these require a very different set of enablement tools and thinking to open up the digital workspace for them. People tend to be uh, more tech savvy on their own devices at homes that, that they are at, uh, at work, right? Uh, so this is something that we, we observe. Uh, even for office, uh, people tend to not to use technology as, as in the same way as a fashion that they do for their home, right? So I, I see that in five years we will be uh, much uh, closer to a full digital uh, enablement and, and an adoption across a different areas. All related to virtual reality uh, and, uh, and the metaverse and, and all that that is still uh, starting. I, I, I'm wondering how will this uh, be or starting to be utilized as good use cases, right? So, But before we go there, let's hear from Pablo about his career so far and his current role. Hi, Pablo. Nice to see you again. How have you been? Is, is all good with you? All good, all good. Uh, great week for us in Argentina. So uh, pretty happy. Yeah, very soon to Christmas. So all good news over here. Yeah, nice to see you too. Now, congratulations again. Congratulations for, for winning the, the football championship. It was an amazing game. Um, and I can imagine it was a heavy week for you with all the celebrations. Absolutely. Heavy week. Heavy week for the, for the thought. But uh, everything is okay now. And we're feeling very, very happy. So thank you. And nice to meet you. <laughs> That's great. Pablo, we can't always talk about football. What I would like to talk to you about is our our working uh, legacy, our working history, and some of the fields that you are still working on. But before we go there, tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? What is your role? What are you working in? What is your background? Well, a little bit of background on myself. I have studied uh, electronic engineer, so I'm, uh, let's say, hard skills there uh, developed from the, from the university. Uh, I've always been a, a computer fan, let's say, from uh, as early as a kid. Uh, so uh, I remember about the first Spectrum uh, there with the 16K, then 286. So all my life has been uh, around uh, technology, around uh, IT. Then, well, after after I, I finished my my studies, I started to to take uh, let's say uh, more into into businesses, uh, businesses related to technology. I studied, I did a master as, as well on, on that to, to well to transform to to keep on growing in the in the IT industry, which is what I love basically, right? I, I have a little part of my career when I get to to development, so I'm part of the software, so I was part of, of that. Uh, uh, but so that's where I'm coming from, right? That's that's what I like. Nice. And uh, tell us a bit about your work. What, what are the roles that you did? How did you start it out at work? 
Yeah, at work. Well, I have like uh, always been involved in in IT roles from the beginning of my career. Uh, Unisys was was my first companies where I worked work for. Uh, if if I have to mention that in the main four or last, uh, I was in Verizon, Verizon Business, doing uh, stuff for for telecommunication there in the US. I work from here, but for for the US. Uh, market. Uh, then I jumped into a local or regional retailer here called Falabella. I was a Southern Con CTO, uh, CTO lead, which I manage all the technology for, for Argentina and, and Uruguay, right? So after that, I, I, I moved to, to Mondelez, right? A uh, place where we, we, we met uh, and uh, we worked together. Uh, I was a technology services lead director. Uh, so I work for Latin America, so I grow my, my scope in terms of the of responsibilities on, on, on geographical space. And uh, well, I was there until a couple of months ago, and, and now I'm the, the BP for digital workplace at Fresenius, digital technology. I changed the, the, the industry again from uh, foods to, to, to pharma. And very, very happy, very engaged with the growing challenges ahead. So that's where I am and what I'm doing, basically. No, fantastic and congratulations again, Pablo. It was not so nice seeing you leave. I have to uh, say I, I always enjoyed our collaboration, but congratulations again to your new role. And um, digital workplace, you know, this is the topic that I would like to talk to you about, right? This is where we have uh, our background, our experiences, and where we, I think, also um, made a lot of interesting discoveries and, and pilots, but um, not the regular digital workplace for you and me for office workers, but the digital workplace for colleagues that are deskless, that are in manufacturing, in sales, on the go. So what's what's your experience with, uh, with that? What's the difference between a desk-based worker and a deskless worker when you think about the digital workspace? Well, um, really, it's a, it's a big difference, right? Uh, but let me start talking about a little bit of what they have in common, right? The, the both spaces are like, uh, uh, has been, uh, the technology has grown and has popularized uh, really big time during the last years. Uh, so uh, sometime back, this this would be completely unimaginable what, what we can do for, for that population. Uh, and now everybody has a, a mobile phone in, in his hand. So that's something that has helped this uh, to reduce that, 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 that gap, right? Another point is uh, that I see in common between the, the, the two spaces, the, the manufacturing and, uh, uh, and the office space is that people tend to be uh, more tech savvy on their own devices at the homes that, that they are at, uh, at work, right? Uh, so this is something that we, we observe uh, even for office, uh, people tend to not to well, use technology as, as in the same way as in fashion that they do for, for their home, right? But from a usage perspective, uh, there is a, a, a big uh, difference from a cultural uh, aspect rather than the technological. Right. So um, the main things that I see as, as difference here, uh, we have learned during the, the, the time we have spent working on this is like, for example, those devices are used as in, in a shared mode. Right. So there is no one to one relation between user and, and device. So when it comes to that, uh, it's really uh, there are several complexities, right? The usage, the, 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 the 
how hard it is to, for, for a, a device to break or to stop working, for example. The ownership, who is owning the device to keep it working and, and ensure that this is ready to, for, the same, for the next user to, to be used and to be consumed, right? Uh, and as, as, as the, the, the processes in the, in the space of manufacturing uh, com commence to start um, technologically speaking, growing and putting more uh, dependence on technology, it's important to, to ensure the uptime for those devices, right? So that's ownership mixed with the really need to have them working is something that is really struggling for, uh, for that space, right? Uh, so another aspect is, is the security. Once you will have a one-to-one, -one, uh, whatever happens on those devices, you need to make sure it's, uh, it's secure. Uh, you you need to be sure what are they used for, right? If they are using for, uh, I don't know, bros sites that should not be bros, or if you have a, a screen, should not be publishing any anything that is not appropriate, right? Uh, in terms of confidentiality, we we struggle with the things that you need to make sure nothing confidential is left on a public or shared device uh, because that might affect the privacy laws and might become a real important problem, right? Uh, especially when you are uh, in, involving like functions like printing or scanning, uh, that part is, is really struggle to, to, to resolve, right? Um, in terms of the, um, the time that they use, the people in manufacturing are using the PC is much less than, a, than an office, right? So then uh, the simplicity for the usage uh, the way in which things are presented to them should be much more uh, worked on the back end before we can provide it to them, right? Because they don't have the time to be in front of the PC learning uh, how to use it. They, they need to just go, use it a couple of minutes, do what they need to do and leave. So that's something also very different. Uh, and, and how this is worked, it involves a lot of different areas like HR trainings or people involved in the in the change of the culture uh, for for starting to use this. Another thing is the authentication. People not use the PC all the time, so they tend to forget the password they are having, uh, and so simplifying that is something else that uh, for someone in a office it's really easy to have a self service. For someone in a plant, may not so be, be so so simple, right? And then those those are basically the differences and the challenges that come across when when you start looking to put uh, the, the technology in front of, of that population. That's what I see. No, thank you, Pablo. And I think that the simplicity angle is really something that came as a surprise to me. You are absolutely right. You know, there are commonalities between the groups of deskless and desk-based workers. But there are also differences, especially when it comes to the required simplicity of usage, because they don't have as much time to spend in front of the device. It is a shared device. But also, and this is the, the big learning for me, they have a bit of a different learning and a different experience with technology. You said it quite well. They all have smartphones, so they are used to touch-based devices, right? And we struggled when we gave them a device that is Windows-based, right? And that is a, a regular Windows desktop. Could you share a bit what we tried to do to basically mitigate this topic of 
Windows on one hand and knowledge of a smartphone usage on the other hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, well, first of all, uh, it, it's all always uh, needed to be aligned in terms of the budget that you have for that, right? So uh, most of the companies uh, are reducing costs and giving cell phones to, to everyone. It's just basically impossible. But and also it doesn't make sense to have people with, with cell phones. So uh, there is also a, um, a challenge from uh, core workers or, or, or manufacturing workers saying, okay, I don't need to use my my own cell phone for something for the work, for, for, for work purposes, right? Uh, so some, it's just it's something, uh, another challenge that, that we have there, right? So, um, and as you said, touch touch screen is, is something that uh, is really uh, something being requested a lot uh, because people are not used to, to, to keyboards to mouses, uh, especially in manufacturing space, right? So it is becoming like a must uh, to have la- at least a, a touch point, uh, touch screen device, right? Um, and that also Im- implies the need of investments, right? Uh, and, and also, even though you have a touch screen, uh, the Windows experience is completely different. So, uh, and the organizations, especially when they are not mature enough for uh, taking a, a technology uh, implementation or technology roadmap um, or transformation, uh, they are not willing to invest lots of money in really complex or hard uh, the devices uh, from manufacturing spaces with a specific software really or easy to use. So uh, things that we have done is starting to, to drive this, this complexity is getting good strategic alignment with the right stakeholders, putting focus in the benefits that's coming together with the with the, the self-service culture, right? Uh, in terms of optimization, uh, in terms of uh, removing uh, the usage of, of paper in several places. So, uh, and start from small to, 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 to big, right? So uh, starting using Windows and simplifying the way the Windows is working for that, reducing the, 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 the extra things that Windows is coming with to avoid any potential uh, usage of, of something that is really not needed, right? Uh, and then you can, or whatever, or what we do is start to move in, 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 in growing the investment needed for, for the rest of the things, right? Adding specific software to, to hardenize the thing or adding a touchscreen or pilot with, uh, with, with, with tablets uh, or even having monitoring to, to, to monitor and to see uptime uh, or embedding the, the follow you printing to, to have also, also this, this embedded over here. Uh, next step, deploying or developing most intuitive, more intuitive applications, uh, self-explanatory things. So that's uh, maybe a higher level or layer of, of of things that needs to be continued to work. Because even though you simplify Windows, then you jump to a, 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 an application. If the application is not intuitive or ready to, to use by anyone, that's you will struggle there. Yeah. Absolutely, couldn't agree more, Pablo. Couldn't agree more. You know and. When you when you applied some of those mechanisms in your in your previous life, if you will, did you see that this made a positive impact on the usage of self-service? Did it, did you see an uptake of our deskless workers utilizing and willing to utilize this technology? 
Well, the benefits we found were uh, from various angles, right? Uh, the, the usage itself is something that is maybe the, the, the slowest in terms of, because in the end it's, it's culture, right? Uh, you cannot expect that all the, the, the people are using this. And we are talking about, we, we work with 45,000 users across the globe, several uh, places, and each place has their own particularities. There were uh, places where this was adapted much easier or quicker than, than, than other, where the resistance was much higher and they want to do things in another way. Uh, but indeed, uh, we started to see how this uh, make a difference in terms of the of the usage with the, the masses. But uh, whatever we found also a simplification or a benefit was from an IT perspective and the support. Uh, as we started doing a, a forum of, of people, uh, decision makers, let's say, to, to follow a roadmap in terms of standardization, in terms of uh, de developing the processes on how to support the model of this, how to get the ownership that we were talking about uh, some minutes ago. So that was key to, to simplify and to uh, streamline some discussions that were coming with, the, with, with this model across the different sites. So uh, that, together with the maintenance of the devices, together with the, uh, reducing the time of support of those devices, were, was a, like a quick win for us, right? Uh, we started to see uh, big differences uh, even before the, the, the three months, right? And we deploy good campaigns. Uh, like engagement service and so on, with, with really good results. So, um, and I'm completely sure that if, if, if this is consistent in time and the roadmap is continued to grow, uh, the leadership uh, and the high management in, in, the, in, the, in the companies will start to see larger benefits and we're willing to, to invest more uh, to get to that self-service model with technology assisting and and culturally adopted by by larger amount of people, right? That's that's how I see this progressing. You're making a good point. You know, one point is or one aspect is technology, but the other aspect is governance and making sure that the support processes, that the governance around utilization and the governance around the change model is effective, is as important as the technology, because the best technology cannot be impactful if no one is using it right and this is this is where you're absolutely right we need to focus on the change we need to focus on the governance now let's think about further a bit um today i think um we we have a very good model in place we have an enablement in place but when you look into your glass bowl for the future for the next five years what do you see on the horizon is there anything that is a, a game changer in technology, anything that is changing in that space of enabling our deskless workers, or are we on a path to continue further the roadmap that we are already building? I think uh, as technology keeps on evolving, right? Uh, the, the, the solutions that, um, that are coming uh, will start to, to be more focused in the customer experience, right? I, I see uh, the, the, the everything is, is starting to, to, to go in that direction, right? Like in customer experience as, as a differentiator of the different solutions. 
uh, and, and and again the, the cost uh, for for this type of things as volume started to grow uh, will be uh, helping for this to, to grow also in with the hands of uh, by the hand of that you see that uh, native digitals are growing and the, the uses of technologies is each time easier people are more familiar with that uh, now than it was five years ago and I see this also as an accelerated trend so uh, I, I see uh, these with together with the ecology um, let's say uh, conscious that it's been uh, happening across the, the, the globe with the different industries uh, the emissions uh, reduction all of this is also helping to reduce the usage of paper and, and automatize rights and, and reduce the cost of operation as well. So I, I see that in five years we will be uh, much uh, closer to a full digital uh, enablement and, and, and adoption across the different uh, sides. So I see in this, in, well, at least in the two industries I have been uh, involved with, uh, and, and I see this is, this is really happening. Even for retail, right? I, I started with this, uh, this type of devices, I already worked on this with in a company about retail and for sales. Is, this is something that is also being used a lot. So uh, that's how I see uh, the near future, let's say in five years. Amazing. Yeah, digitalization is nothing you can stop. Everyone sees us going there. Everyone, as you say, right, the new colleagues come into the labor market. They grew up with a smartphone. They inhaled digital by growing up. They expect this to be there. They expect this to be ready. I, I couldn't agree more with this one. And I think it continues to be a very interesting, a very experience-oriented space to stay in. Absolutely. So um, let's see where we are in five years. And maybe we talk again in five years what we've learned and what we were able to make a difference. But I think the difference we are making today already is, is big. Because when I just think, you know, four years back, there was no digital enablement of this deskless worker group, right? They There was, everything was paper-based. Everything was physical contact with someone to get problems solved. And What we have built in the last just only three years is amazing. And uh, thinking this further in five years is is fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see where we are in five years. Looking at technology one last time, Pablo, is there any specific technology that you are you know, looking at that you believe will make a very big difference? Or is it, from your perspective, the continuation of the current trends that is bringing us forward? Well, uh, I think um, all related to virtual reality uh, and, uh, and the metaverse and, and all that that is still uh, starting. I, I, I'm wondering how will this uh, be uh, merged or, or starting to be utilized at, at good use cases there, right? So uh, there are also some applications of all of uh, HoloLens or people using this technology to, to uh, simplify processes or use uh, let's qualify people to, to do complex things with a remote access or remote support or guidance uh, I think this is this is something really interesting um, what I, I'm, I'm really keen to see how this is evolving so that's uh, something I'm following a lot 
Oh, Pablo, this is this is a very interesting point. You know, when I think about the current desk-based workers, we talk a lot about in the flow of work, delivering HR practices where the people are. And for a desk-based workers, they are in, in Microsoft Teams, right? This is this is or Slack or um, whatever your company uses, but this is where people are. And now, when we think about you know Hololens or or any other kind of AR headset and AR headset enabled process, we can also be in the flow of work of the desk-less workers because suddenly they also are digitally enabled not only by shared devices on the side, but through their native work habit. That's, that's really interesting. That's a, a very interesting take. So maybe in the future, we have to develop applications that that bring the HR experience, bring the employee experience to the HoloLens. Absolutely. I really, that I think it, it will be really, really nice and really innovation uh, in terms of the value that this can uh, come with. So let's see. Very anxious for that. Yeah, me too. This is very exciting. That's an angle, Pablo, I actually haven't, really thought about this. Maybe this will be the future of the metaverse, right? Where our colleagues that normally are not digital in their day-to-day -day work will be digital because of the differences, because of the changes in the manufacturing environment that they are going through. Pretty exciting. And I think this is something for us to follow up in, in maybe three or four years in another podcast. What do you think? Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Count on myself. Thank you, Pablo. And um, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed our conversation, really enjoyed talking to you about this topic. And uh, I wish you a fantastic rest of the day. And uh, yeah, hope to speak soon again. Absolutely. Thank you for the time, uh, for uh, having this really very interesting chat and talk to you soon. Stay safe. And this was my interview with Pablo Rivera, Vice President Global Digital Workspace at Fresenius Digital Technology. Hope you find it as insightful as I found it and that you can take bits and pieces into your day-to-day -day job. Stay tuned for more episodes from our Employee Experience Labs podcast series.